Hello and welcome to She's Killing It, the serial entrepreneur's guide to building an empire. I'm Alicia Shoemaker. And I'm Deb Oliviera. And we're here to share our tips, tricks, and shortcuts to building a massive business. Between the two of us, we've built over a dozen businesses, many of them being six-figure businesses. And we can't wait to share our experience to help you launch and grow a massive empire. We want to be the ones that help you scale your business, automate it, grow your team, and build your empire. Let's get started. Thank you for joining. We are on episode five of She's Killing It. On today's episode, we are going to talk all about branding. So Alicia, I am going to start off by asking you, the brand expert, what is branding? So branding is literally everything about your business and how it elicits a feeling. So I know when business owners are first getting started, and if you're not a marketing guru, or if you don't have a strong history or background in marketing, most people think of branding as I have colors and I have a logo and that's it. And that's the really short view of branding. Branding should all tie in together to create an emotion, right? Even though we're selling a product, what you're selling is a solution and that solution creates an emotion. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. I know personally, when I first got started in business, that's exactly what I thought. And even as I have businesses coming to me for coaching, it's this universal idea that branding is, yeah, this logo and the colors and the font. And it's like, oh, it's so much more than that. It's this whole brand identity that like yes. the brand has a life of its own. It does. It has a tone. I mean, just like a, a person does, right? The way that you speak, the, the cadence that you go at, the the things that you say and the things that you don't say. You know, part of your branding is even political. You know, we went through this really tough political season a couple of years ago. And really, it comes down to, to are you willing to be political or not? And then which side are you on? Even things like, do you play in that space? Do you have a public brand opinion on things that are going on in society? That is a part of your brand. Some businesses choose to completely ignore that aspect of the business and keep it strictly about their business or about collaboration or about their product and emotion. Other businesses choose to be public about those things. And that is a brand choice. And all of those choices feed into what it is your brand means and how it makes somebody feel. Yeah, absolutely. So the easy way to start off with branding, obviously, is you have a logo and a design and a color scheme, right? That's the, the in my case, it's a pretty flamingo, right? It's bright pink. It's kind of origami style. It's very specific. Where when I created my sub-brand, where it's really just about me and speaking and things like this podcast, it's less pink, a little bit more gray, bold, edgy, because that's a little bit more my personal personality. Those two logos and those two designs side by side, while they look related because they are and they're both mine, they look and feel very different because of the design aspect, the logo, the fonts, and the colors. So Deb, you have a couple of different brands. So tell me about how your design, your logo, kind of differentiate those two sides of you? 
Yeah, absolutely. When I first got started in my first company, so Snap Studio, I originally went with what everyone else in the industry was doing. I had the watercolors and like the Carissa font. Oh, yeah. Like what every other wedding photographer was doing. And I realized that it was very inauthentic. I was just doing what everyone else was doing. And finally, I said, screw this. I'm just going to do what fits me. And so I ended up changing the branding of that one to completely who I am, which is this like bright pink. It's very authentic to who I am, which I'll get into this one later because that actually affects your bottom line when you're yes, making it even in the branding. So that company is very much geared towards now families. And so it's bright and fun because that's generally who I work with is families with young children. So it has to be like bright, fun and poppy. And then I have my other company, which is Fempro Business Society, which is geared towards women in business who take themselves serious and they're goal oriented. And so that branding is more like stark with a like soft finish. So it still has this like lighter pink, but it's still that pink because it's still being authentic to myself. And then then my third company is geared towards mothers who recently experienced miscarriage, infant loss, and stillbirth. So that branding is way more about kind of warm tones and almost feels like a hug. It's soft. It's comforting. The color palette isn't shocking. It's smooth and approachable. I mean, all of those decisions start to build what somebody should expect from a brand or from a business. So going with Astrofreya with the colors and the branding in general, being more about comfort. And I really do want it when I was creating it. I wanted it to just feel like this hug. I cannot imagine having that company being the branding like black and white, stark, you know, very edgy because it doesn't fit who the company is for. Doing branding is you have to become crystal clear on who is it for. Targeting, I mean, I know we talked about this in a previous episode and for the love of God, I could talk about this for hours. When we talk about business, we like to think, well, I want everybody to buy my products. No, sure. That's that's a great idea from a money perspective, from a an actual consistency and targeting and a connection point. We cannot target everyone. We need to decide who we're for and who we're not, or at least who we are ideally for and who we're not. So in the instance of Astrofreya, we know exactly who you're targeting, right? Can you tell us who your target is? My target is mothers who recently experienced miscarriage, stillbirth, and infant loss. So on average, we're talking about someone in their 20s or 30s. 20s or 30s, female, had a very recent trauma. So having those stark, bold colors don't make sense. Now, from a marketing perspective, we kind of innately know that. From a consumer perspective, it's not something that most people register, right? But they feel more comforted by the design. Your actual logo for Astrofreya is a rainbow, but it's in softer tones. 
and warmer tones. And that kind of gives that essence of that hug. That is such a powerful symbol when it comes to trying to embrace your target. For flamingo consulting specifically, like flamingos are bright pink. But by adding some of these, these sharp edges and this origami feel, it gives a different layer of it that doesn't feel quite as feminine. And it makes it easier to focus on from a business perspective, right? We're looking at all the facets of a business, not just one thing. It's not soft and flowy like a feather. It's delineated. It's uh, bolder. And that's what we're offering as a marketing agency. It was very specific in creating a sharp edge to something that's typically soft and fluffy, right? Yes. And it makes it more approachable to my target, which is small business owners who don't necessarily have a marketing department. I look at all the different facets of a business. That's what my logo helps to show. So how do you create an emotion when it comes to branding? It really starts, you know, it starts with some of these initial reaction points. So that logo, having a really clear target is number one. So we know what we're going after. But working somebody who understands visual representation is really, really powerful. Can you design your own logo? Absolutely. Can you go on Fiverr and have somebody design you a $20 logo? Absolutely. Can it be really good? Sure. But is it, are you going to have somebody who's looking at the entire perspective and being able to give that 40-foot view? Maybe not. It's one of the reasons why I love working with true marketing graphic designers because when I say I'm going after this target, I'm thinking these different pieces, this little essence. And they can go back to the drawing board and come back with something that is representative of exactly what I want without me saying, well, I don't like this curve or I think we need this. Normally, my designer comes back and says, hey, I made these choices on these colors because of this reason. And this is really trendy right now. And this is, this is moving in this direction. This gives this perspective. She's very clear about why she made design choices. And it's one of the reasons why I rely on her when it comes to that design. I am not the expert in graphic design. I am going to rely on my experts to help me bring that to life. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So the other aspect of branding goes well beyond that first image, right? Branding is everything that comes out of your business from the product, the experience of opening a product, if you have a physical product, that whole unboxing experience. It can be what your uh, your shopping link looks like, feels like, how many clicks it takes for me to buy something, depending on the price point. It can be what my voicemail sounds like, what kind of social media posts I'm putting out there. All of these things lend credibility to that brand. And the most important piece of that is consistently. You need to do it consistently. If I am bold and edgy and loud and contrasted, that needs to carry over into my language. It needs to not be wispy. My imagery should match that brand decision about that sharp, bold, edgy. If you're, you know, Deb, the content that you're creating for Astrofreya, it tends to be that hug. It tends to be accepting. It tends to be softer. Those little touch points help somebody understand what your brand means and what to expect from it. The more inconsistent it is, they're not sure whether your product is going to be consistent with what you're promising your product is. 
And it also sets you up as being the professional. If you are inconsistent in your colors, in using various logos, I have seen it before where people are using like different logos for their business back and forth. (laughs) Yes. It looks very unprofessional, but when you go to a company and everything is very consistent, like the colors, the fonts, the message, like the tone that they're using in everything is the same from their social media posts, their website to their voicemail. Like, yeah, every single touch point, it sets you up as the professional because it makes you look professional because you're taking yourself serious and you're taking your business serious. And even if your business isn't serious, you still need to have that level of seriousness. You can be a comedic brand, but you need to be consistently comedic. If you're, you know, one of the things that I love about our branding is we are punny. There are puns and plays on words and there are jokes about others and flocks all the time. If all of a sudden they started dropping in dad jokes, not really consistent because it's not, it's not that, that play on words. It's dad jokes or bathroom humor. We can't go down that path because it's not consistent with who we are. I've had clients come to me and go, hey, I got a message from somebody that something I posted felt inconsistent or like they wondered if I got hacked. You know, these clients that we've been doing their content at a certain level or at a certain style for a while, and they all of a sudden decide to drop in some of their own content, which I fully promote. I think they should. But all of a sudden that tone is different. That's inconsistent. Their graphic is, you know, not as high level as the things that we've been putting out. People start to wonder if, did something happen to you? Did somebody hack your account? Are they posting things for you? Not realizing that what actually happened was somebody went a little off the rails in terms of branding and it didn't meet that follower's expectations. Yes. And at least that follower was concerned enough to reach out to the owner. But how many people saw that post and went, oh, what's going on there? I'm not, I'm not sure I know who this is anymore. We want somebody to feel comfortable with you and to like the way they feel working with you. And that comes from all the aspects of branding. So if we're talking about content, I mean, Deb, as a photographer and as a brand photographer, you're an expert when it comes to designing a graphic style that matches a brand. How do you help a business Or how would you help a business to create their own stock photography or their own branding photography to go with their website, their socials, their printed materials? How do you decide? This right here is exactly why you and I work so good together is because the branding pieces when it comes to, you know, like the foundation of how everything's going to look when it comes to like the fonts, the colors, all of that fully designed by the time I show up at your door. Like, hey, this person needs photos, but hey, here's everything. Here's the brand. Here's everything. Yes. (laughs) I love working with a marketing team when it comes to being a photographer that works with brands to bring their visual identity to life. When I'm working with a marketing company, I can literally just go to them where they already understand the language of what I'm asking. When I say, what is the brand voice? What do they stand for? What is the vision that they're going for and who is their ideal client? So with that information, I am then able to build a photo shoot around those key aspects 
and create photos around attracting their specific ideal client, their ideal customer. For example, I recently worked with a lawyer. So her photos are going to be these very stark contrast, sharp edges. As well, we created a photo shoot that was also very approachable. So it was lighter in air. It was brighter overall. Like it wasn't bright pops of colors, but it wasn't like dark and edgy as if we were going into Hot Topic. Right. <laughs> and that it was very much as if we are this feeling of we're going into a office space that is bright and light. And that's exactly what we did. We photographed her in a building that had an office setting that had plenty of light available. So if you can imagine, it's just this very professional, clean cut, straight edges. But we made sure that we worked with also a makeup artist that carried on that same feeling of professionalism, clean edges, all of that, the full-on brand voice. And what I love about what you just said is that when we talk about branding, it's not always in a vacuum. Like every touch point, every piece, her makeup, her clothing, the backdrop, the lighting, all of these things give that little piece that elevates the brand to where we want it to be. So I remember from one of our first shoots together where we were doing social media content for Flamingo. You know, my brand tends to be lighter. I have a team of women wearing t-shirts and fairly comfortable clothes. There's metal flamingos in the background. But we also, just to be able to create some great content around this whole conversation, we all had all black outfits and we did basically like a like a lawyer setup. We were very professional. We didn't smile. It was just kind of like we smiled with our eyes, maybe a little smirk, but it was like an old school lawyer photo shoot. We stopped short of doing old school headshots, but it was still very sharply contrasted to where the rest of our branding was. If you put those two pictures side by side, they don't look or feel at all alike because everything about them except the people were different. Now, who I would use one photo for is very different than the ones I would use or the, the people that I would attract with the other photo. Who I want to attract are the light, airy, you know, more approachable design where the other pieces aren't necessarily as relevant to my ideal client. So I have a fun little kind of experiment that I went through in my business a few years ago. As I, I mentioned previously, I did the thing where I created a brand around what every other wedding company was doing. Having the... Comfortable. It was what everybody was doing. You knew it was successful because these other companies were doing it, right? Right. And I mean, it worked mediocre. I was I was successful. It was fine. You know, it was sure. doable. But literally, it crushed my soul because I wasn't getting my people. The right. ones who I like truly connected with. And I realized the clients that I felt so connected to had all these aspects the same as me. They also loved the bright, fun colors. Okay, really, I'm talking about the brides because they were the ones <laughs> I was working with and becoming friends with. Right. They also liked the glitter and just like bright and fun and kind of peppy, like outgoing. And so finally, at one point, I was like, 
screw it. I just threw all my branding out the window and completely changed overnight, which I know in branding, Alicia, that probably makes you cringe a little bit because I did not consult my marketing team at the time. I literally saved that for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole other story. But I decided, I just said F it. And I changed my branding to what it is now, which is this bright pink. It's fun. It's outgoing. And that was the year that I attracted all of my ideal clients because I finally was true and authentic to who I am. And it made it easier for you to create every other piece of it because it was exactly who you were. My business tripled that year. The year that I decided to stop doing what everyone else did just for the sake that this is just what you do. And I was authentic. And that really works out for you in business is when you show up, you're authentic. And that can mean you as a personal brand, or that can mean your business being authentic to whatever your business brand is. I think there's there's such a power in being authentic, especially when it comes to a service brand, when basically people and labor is your commodity, is the thing that you're selling. If you're not authentic, it is very easy to tell. So, you know, everything about Flamingo screams me. Everything about Astor Freya screams you at different points. Now, is it a complete mirror image of me? No, it's certain aspects of me, but it makes it so much easier to relay those aspects in everywhere I'm playing and every interaction I have regarding Flamingo. So Alicia, can I have you just wrap up everything in a nice shiny box, very quick bullet points. What is branding? Branding is the aspects of your business that create an emotional response in your ideal target. It is everything related to your business and how it makes somebody feel and know what to expect from you. More than just colors and logos and fonts. Exactly. It's tone, it's pictures, it's imagery, it's the content you put out, it's the things you talk about, and even sometimes the things you don't. It is everything about how the world sees your business. Thank you for listening to today's episode of She's Killing It. Be sure to hit the subscribe button. And if you found something in particular that you loved about this episode, be sure to review it and share it with all of your female entrepreneur friends. We can't wait to chat with you next time.